Hey, I can't hear. You can't hear? Hold on, this happened last time and you started hearing all of a sudden. Can you hear now? Hello? Yes. Hello? So, can, can anyone hear me? I can hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good. Very far. Oh, I could turn it up. Hello. That would do it. Hello. My friend Valerie's on a bus in Alabama. I'm like, you scream us, you're getting in here. That Why? sounds good. Why can is she, she in Alabama? Us? She's on a, it's a history conference. Well, I thought she was going to a history conference like a, down the street from her house, but then she's putting up pictures, welcome to Selma. I'm like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> How fun. Danielle, can you hear mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, you can hear it. All right, we're, we're uh, starting the chat. Everyone have pants? Yes, no. I have pants on now. I, I was tempted to go sans pants, but I found shorts. Yes, we got Sue without pants on the podcast. Good morning, Vietnam. We're alive. <laughs> I hope we're live. If you can hear me, please let me know, because that's always usually helpful for a live podcast. Can you hear us? This is bad that we have to start every show like this. All right, we have okay. a lot. To, we have a lot going on tonight. We're going to be talking. Doing? We're talking about my urinary tract. Number yes. one again. Again, the kidney yeah. stone Sue lives. It's back. Oh, are, you you still- with you? are you in pain? I'm no, not in pain. One of our chat people just screamed yes. I'm hoping that was for the um, the fact the that we can hear us, <laughs> not the fact that I'm experiencing kidney distress. Now, we're talking about that. We'd like to talk about... Now, we, we Jen and I tried to do politics earlier today, but the problem is Jen and I are so nice that we, like, kissed and hugged each other five minutes into it, so we can't do politics. But we're gonna, we'd like to talk about the Rolling Stone cover, because we're from I Boston, and that's just really the thing. Well. We did. That's what I'm saying. You guys did good. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I, I we talked about the, the most contentious issue of our time, Jen, and you and I, within five minutes, well, let's skip. Because, <laughs> like, we, 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 we're, we're, we're that good. So we'd like to talk about the Rolling Stone cover. We're going to talk about the new J.K.R. novel. It's not the new J.K.R. novel, but it's a new J.K.R. novel. Okay. One of our uh, uh, listeners suggests... I can't believe I just forgot the word listener. One of our listeners suggested a blog that we would like. Okay. That I can't remember who the listener was. I know Dave commented on it, but I know it wasn't Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a... Uh, I'll new- tell you just a yeah, moment. It was a newcomer to Harry Potter who's blogging about their experience of reading the book for the first time. So it's like the ultimate exchange. Oh. And I guess it's funny as hell, so we're going to be covering uh, that. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm going to check Can it out live on the show. cover the fact that I get to meet John Barrowman? You get to meet John Barrowman? <laughs> cool. I got retweeted by Martha Plimpton, and that, I was ready to shoot myself because I like hit like my upper high. You're meeting well, John Barrowman? He's coming to the Dallas Comic Con that we go to all the time. Yep. And mm-hmm. like James loves me so much, he's buying me. You know, you can get like the you can pay to have the froggy, and usually there's like a special breakfast kind of thing that you can buy. Uh-huh. And and so you get to go and have breakfast oh, with them. Uh, well, that part is not official yet, but when they announced it, he said he would get it for me. Aww. I just want to, to hug him like a teddy bear and be like, I love you. No, I'm really excited. Like I'm smiling like a goofy idiot. I do enjoy he's, him uh, on Twitter. He's so incredibly handsome, so of course he's I gay. Know. <laughs> I know. I didn't know so, that for the longest Jen. time either. It's I mean, funny. really, like, yeah. you know, why, why wouldn't he be gay? Because he's. I watch all the torch and I'm like, handsome. he's gay. Yeah. Like I'm the yeah. last person to find. And out he can things. sing and dance. Yeah, well, that should have been him. Yeah. Um, Racist and I, neither one of us know who the heck you're talking about. Oh, you will when you finish the book. Yeah, he's in Doctor Who. Torchwood! John Behrman! But he started on Doctor Who. He did, Captain Jack. Torchwood! Not the best show, but not the worst. I've seen Torchwood, so I, okay, I would recognize him, but I don't. He's the lead. Beautiful! Have you also seen the, um, the newer movie version of The Producers with Matthew Broderick? Yes, I have that. He's in that, too. 
He's okay. in that. Rena had me watch that whole thing just to see John Barrowman pop plays, out at the end. He he's like one of the stars in their awful Broadway play, like Springtime for Hitler. Mm-hmm. So he's in he's in that too. You can see him dance. Arrow. No one has mentioned Arrow. He's the baddie in like a dead. I've never seen him. It's I've really been- good. I never watched. I was. In the, I taped the first episode, but then reviews were kind of. It was slowing. No, yeah, it wasn't. It as, gets good. It, it gets does good. get good. Well, I mean, if it's that kind of show, okay. it gets better though. I'm, I'm, I'm caught under the thing. microphone. Hold on, Danielle is rewiring things. So um, while while we're while we're doing that, I'm going to attempt and butcher this name. All right, Saida. Uh huh. Is the member is the member who discovered the book? No. Muggle hustle. Now, Sue, as, Sue, as our producer here, maybe if she's very nice, could send me a link to it because I don't have it in front of me right now. But I'd really like to check that out okay. as we go. Um, so yes, I so will so I will link everybody. How while we're that? doing that, before we start, that was the event of my day today. I had to go for a follow up with my doctor, and she looked at the X ray. She's like, "So that kidney stone's still there?" I'm like, "Huh." And then she said what I think we would all want to hear in that situation. I'd like to go in and get it. Hmm. Well, well you know, that's better. Because right. last time you were in so much pain. And you know what I said? Fine. Go ahead. I've had so many procedures over the years. Whatever. Let me know how it goes. That, I'm, I'm fine with that. So I'm, I come home. I'm upbeat. Yeah, I had, you've had tubes down every other I've orifice. Had to, every orifice I have has been poked and prod. Oh, that's Except savage. for that one. Except for. Hey, now. You're right. I had to think. I had to think for a minute. With the muggle hustle right now. I'm just saying. Now, the, so I come home, I'm in a great mood for a guy with a kidney stone. <laughs> I call Jen, and Jen says, oh my god, that is the worst operation in the world. My father had that, oh my god, yep, I've had chemo, and I'd rather have chemo than have that operation. <laughs> Even though, you know, Jen doesn't have a penis, to my knowledge. And, you know, <laughs> and, and then, I don't know what she's debating. But, so that, so that whole thing happens. So then, then she's like, well, don't worry. My, my father's was, it was a huge kidney stone. It was like six millimeters. You'll be fine. How big's yours? Six millimeters. Ah! What's <laughs> new? Anyway, let's change the topic. When Jen tells you you're screwed, that's not a good way to begin that's a conversation. Not a good way to be. It's just that he particularly, and I explained to you why his was worse. Yes, was, yes, yes. And hopefully, you will not have a small urethra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. You know what I'll do? I'll get the video. I'll get the video. We'll throw it up on the website. That can be my homework assignment for the week. I'm done for like two weeks. I'm done with that. All right. So that's so that's going on. Now, we haven't found Bobo yet. Do you know I have at, I'm literally... Bobo is so tight Because I send him messages three times a day. How's your edit? 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 He hates you right now. He hates me right now. Yeah, he hates me right now, too. Because <laughs> I'm like, Sue, actually, ask him how it's edits you. It's almost he done. He sent me a message the other day that said, are you available for 10 minutes? I really need, you know, whatever. But mom was on the computer, not me, so I didn't get that message for three hours. And when I said, I'm here, he never answered me. Was so his I message, I really now. need the ending credit music, or was his message, I need you to remind me how one edits? Uh, you know what? He didn't say. He just said, I need to talk. Uh-oh. Oh, so Not good. All right. So, hold on. Someone's talking about my prostate in the chat. No, I'm not sure what's Jen's going on there. prostate, Jen. Wait a minute. Jen. I don't have one. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, you, you once, told, you once told me ladies don't have colons, but I think I have prostate cancer. That was an exact quote. <laughs> That was, that exactly was the joke being made in the chat. That's why I'm. I don't know if Jen has a penis. I just. I don't I know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. I was trying to get that for the blooper reel for season three. <laughs> All right. So, should we start the show? 
Yes, yes. Lex. This is on. Let's make sure I'm actually recording. Look at that. Yeah, I am. Ryan, I think you should start the show because you always make us do it. I think Jen We're should start the show here. because Jen is the face of the company. No. Mm-hmm. No. She's like, no. <laughs> no. No. Jen's just here to make me be afraid of Ryan, kidney surgery. I think you should do it. Come in, Bob. Come in. I think he muted himself. <laughs> I am super excited about the thing I'm going to announce for Potterfic Weekly. I'm sorry, Point of View Weekly tonight. Allison, the podcast, pointofviewweekly.com. <laughs> we don't even remember the name of the show. I am the face of the company. Sue, do the weather. Well, it's fracking hot here today. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? You're going to the woods? <laughs> Is it time for you to become a man? In reality, I'm kind of like Hermione. Brian Hulk. <laughs> me angry. <laughs> 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 Shoot, my water broke. Yes, it's hot. I'm not I'm not down with the lingo. Hot is good. Hot is good. It means we're live. It means there's sound flowing. We're live, hot, and flowing. <laughs> Do you really want to have a colonoscopy on the air, Ryan? I'm just throwing that out there. Lizzie wrote multiple bobs, but I read that as multiple boobs. I'm very handy. Like, I don't know if you heard me explain football last week. You mean week. with a phone to call someone to fix it. Yes. I have become absolutely fantastic at doing it with all sorts of tapes. Why are we talking about vaginas in the chat? You brought up fanny packs. It's my vagina pack. I carry everything. So, uh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Is it like Hermione's magical expanding bag? She can fit everything in. Can we please change the topic? I'm getting upset. I'll be right back. I've got to find some pants. I am sympathetic. Severely allergic to latex. More don't ask how I know that, Puffle. I don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear anything <laughs> that either. That should seriously be the Puffle motto. I don't hear anything. Hey, <laughs> Dark Cross! Are you talking, Ryan? Bob! Bob! Stop it, Bob! <laughs> this is awesome. I, I, it's so funny. Ryan comes in like at random points and it sounds like he's just yelling at random things. I am things. yelling. I'm yelling, Bob! And I realize that I have child locked myself into my car. I'm going to break the door down. Bob sends me a thing. He's like, I think Danielle should be on the podcast more. She makes positive contributions. We should turn the cameras on. Turn it off. Number two, when she's here, you talk less. The bad thing about having your own laptop is you're not close enough to actually slap him anymore. Is that correct? Yes. Ow. Ow. I'm not speaking a foreign language. Actually, I'm wearing skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. Leo and Jen know each other very well. Jen broke his bones. But he is lovely. (laughs) And every time I play a Sims game, my character just ends up doing porn. You believe that Texas should secede from the United States? But no, I don't. So, I think we'd just be Mexico again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why are you drawing a penis? Don't I'm say sorry. what it is. I'm sending it to Sue. Okay. Where is this? <laughs> <laughs> <Her> penis? <laughs> So, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to picture Jen in possession of a BB gun. I don't possess one, but I have shot someone with one. Maybe if you could just lean into your left. Hold on, switch to computer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't know we had a dress code, apparently. <laughs> Not only do we have to be here on time, <laughs> we have to wear... <laughs> You're like odd sounds of me gagging in the background. <laughs> Stop drinking I tried. tea. 
I've never seen a cat do that. He is going to destroy the house. I'm going to have to move him with Bob to see street lighting. I still have most of my evening to go. I'm like trying to keep my eyes open, and you're like, oh, yawn, I'm going to go for jog. Whatever. <laughs> so if you have any questions about relationship type products or whatnot. Products? <laughs> oh, wow. She's showing you the proper way to use a vibrator. And she had like a ramp. It was horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry, the cat is now humping the coffee maker, and I just find that unacceptable. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. They freaking built another Burger King across the freaking street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, put a shirt on. You won't have to worry about this all time. Bob wears pants now. Screw this. I'm going home. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Till podcast release. Welcome back to Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not morning show in the perfect weekly family of podcasts. This is Danielle. You dope. I'm Jen. (laughs) This feels wrong because Robert is supposed to do that part. Well, I, I was told, I'd let you do it. Because well, he has the sexy voice. Wait a minute. I said, I, this is Danielle, and Sue said she's Jen. <laughs> I have to feel like we didn't Wait, do that Wait, that right. means I have to be you. Yeah. Then I'd have I'm a kidney stone. You. I don't want that. All right. I just read something alarming, which I can't share with the group. Okay. Is it so, about Wait, 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 wait. We need to hear from Ryan. Yes. What would you like to hear? Oh, I, I The other on. Ryan. There's another Ryan? Me? Yeah, no, Danielle, who's supposed to be saying, I'm Ryan. Oh, and I'm Ryan. I don't think that's how I, I started and I, I'm Ryan, no. and I talk entirely too much. No, there's, oh, shut it. But there's other <laughs> podcasts where people say, this is this person, and the other person says, and he's, and that's how they started. It's not like you But have to we've pretend. never done that. Well, you know what? After 300 episodes, I thought I'd try and shake well, things up. Well, you can't do that without telling people first. That's what I do. That's how people get to be department heads oh, of Puffwa. They show up. What You're a department head of Puffwa, I hope you know. I'd, I'd rather not. So, Sue, is it possible Danielle is now a department head? It is possible that Danielle is a department head. You should remember your password. So, how did you know to go to the doctor if you're not in pain? Because I was having other symptoms of something completely different. Yeah, he had symptoms of of just like a UTI. Yeah. Which I wasn't going to say on the air, but Danielle's sharing. What's so bad about that? I don't know. UTIs are common. I mean, I don't know where to draw the line. We're talking about Jen's penis. And by the way, if I say Jen's penis one more time, it gets to be in the episode title. I'm sorry about Jen's penis. UTIs was the first symptom of my cancer. Seriously. Like a woman, you have different parts. Don't why, worry about Why that. do I keep her around? <laughs> Don't worry, Ryan. Now I'm going to be Googling, do I have cancer all day tomorrow? Thank no. you, Jen. My productivity has plummeted. Because you have the penis. What? You don't have to worry about it. Wait a minute. How yeah, do you, you, don't, you can't get, Jen you is officially, can't get cervical cancer. Jen, you are your mother's daughter. She, you're like, oh, I stubbed my toe. Could be the cancer coming back, Jen. I know it. I'm a real your wheel. <laughs> By the way, you never mailed me your wheel. Your, when you say will, it oh, sounds will. like wheel. Will. <laughs> like what? Well, I know because I don't have to. I have to share oh, something shocking with Danielle. You upon my death. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle's laughing right, up right now. It's something I can't share with anybody. Is my friend Valerie still here? My my poor uh, friend I don't Valerie. Know if she's here. Did Valerie leave? Is, friend, is Valerie? Was she going to listen to us? She. I don't know if Valerie knows how to listen to us. Uh, uh, if, if, if Valerie, no, I don't know if she can because she's history teachers. If Valerie's in the chat, someone to ask her if she wants to listen and tell her how if she can. Um, my friend Valerie is a history teacher from Rhode Island and she li- literally was, she's on a bus somewhere in Selma, Alabama. And there was a, there was a plot point with spacesuits in a school. And I'm like, you scream like you should be on the podcast, but she wasn't doing it. Yeah, she's on a bus with 40 other teachers. I don't think she can really listen. Well, she can put in little headphones. But or- then she'd be antisocial. 
but what's wrong with but that? That's okay. On a bus, you can be anti-social. Not everyone is okay. like us. But there's more people out there but who need to know this world exists. She might talk to her fellow history buffs. What is there to talk about in Selma, Alabama? So, well, yeah, this happened back then. Obviously, history. Hello. <laughs> that War of 1812. That was a bitch, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So, um, what do we want to hit first thing? Now, I, now, Jen, are you familiar with the new JKR book? Because you have two I kids. I actually looked at it today. All right. I skimmed over it. I did read the epilogue, and I read... Oh, uh, why do you do that? Wait, are we talking about... Uh, we're talking about the same epilogue. book, not... The prologue. No, we're not the talking prologue. about... Um, the Cuckoo's Calling. The cuckoo's. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, cuckoo's no, because Jen does that, because okay. Jen reads like, no, the last page first. Well, I, I can never do time. that. No. Okay. Oh, oh. Are we sounding okay, by the way? We didn't turn our air conditioner off. Oh, crap. But oh. do we have background noise, or is it okay? I think it's fine. Okay. There's we're a little bump. Good, but it'll come out. freaking hot here. Oh, yeah, it will come out. Yeah, we're going to say that. Yeah, that we're going to say It's not really my type of book. Like, I would not have generally just gone and been like, yeah, I'll pick this up. Um, that's Why would not it what notes? I look for. I kind of, I kind Ooh, of steer towards seal. fantasy and youth. It's on sale. Yeah, or leather. And leather, yeah, yeah. But it's only nine, $10. I know, it's $9.99 right now. It's I'm buying cheap. it. I'm going to buy it. No. I bought I'm, it. Well, if Sue bought it, well. Well, let me I've, know if it's I've been nice. reading it. No, I really like it here. I'm, like, I'm reaching for the Kindle. Well, do what the thing was, because I, I bought... I, 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 well, we read the free preview, which kind of seems to go to the middle of Chapter 3. Well, I, I actually... Sorry, that I wasn't able to I like it. Because we had the guy here tonight. But, I mean, you know what it was? I, I pre-ordered mm-hmm. um, Casual Vacancy. And I'm like, I'm a Joe yeah. Rowling fan. I can't wait to read it. I have the only thing I haven't read of hers up to that point was the uh, the book about Quidditch. And um, I, w- I was so excited to, to get it. And like three chapters in, I, it was like so hard. It's like Game of Thrones for me. It was just so yeah, yeah. hard to get into. Right. I didn't care about anyone. I didn't you like didn't, anybody. Well, you didn't like anybody. I, I didn't like Game of Thrones. There were so many, so many people, have and you I just seen it. No, I, I I started to watch it because I I promised Ray I would watch it, and I got like half an hour into it, and I turned it off. No, it's awesome. I couldn't do it. No, you know what? it's not everyone's cup. And of that tea. was that was the week <laughs> that the Red Wedding thing was in the papers. I'm like, that sounds gruesome and horrible. I don't think. I, granted, I oh, love The Walking Dead, no. but yeah, couldn't it do it. It is gruesome, but I like True Blood too, and it's really gruesome. Okay, mm. So I couldn't do it. So um, I got, I got <laughs> we, like, we we like you know Castle. Yeah, I do. I'm a big. <laughs> I like and can I tell you how good show. the closer is? Yeah, week three closer, show. awesome show. But it's like I can't, I couldn't get into Casual Vacancy. Sometimes I got, if you can't, if you really can't get into the characters, it's never going to work because if right. you don't like what you're, who you're reading about, I don't think you ever really connect with the story. And did no one tell P.S. I said this because she loves it, but her favorite show ever was Caprica, which uh-huh. is the prequel of uh, Battlestar. Which you didn't really like. I, I, I you you love Battlestar. I love Battlestar, but yeah. the problem was they made Caprica. Basically, like, okay, the only people who are ever going to watch Caprica are the people who watch Battlestar. Mm-hmm. And it was so different from Battlestar, you're going to screen out 50% of them off the bat. Oh, yeah. On, like, a, Battlestar wasn't great in the ratings. It was kind of soft. And it, you but it had a people. strong fan base. But the it, people that liked it really But it was it. so deeply into the religious aspect of the silence. But the thing was, every character on the show, with exception maybe one, was a terrible person. And yeah. I didn't like, and they even said they released a document. I think I liked where it was going to go. If they got a second season, they would have fixed it. But they released a document saying, here's 20 things we're going to fix in the show. It's everything about the show. Yeah. It's like, we're going to ma- understand why this character is a dingbat. We're going to understand and it's going down the list. So yeah. I couldn't get into it. And I wanted to because the writers were so good and it was so much great backstory. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. And it was like that 
with casual vacancy. And the first thing I noticed about this story well, sometimes is sometimes that just happens, and it's you know it's yeah, um, cuckoo's calling. Well, I hated casual vacancy, and I did you read the whole? Did thing? you read the whole thing? I know because I yeah, hated you, so you couldn't make it either. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. And, I got and, to like chapter two. It was the it was the scene with the the woman who had like the abusive husband or whatever, and she has the son. And all I remember was Joseph, the F word and the C word in the same paragraph. Yeah, well, yeah that pretty that. much freaked you out. No, it was for, I, that was just where I started. I thought it was funny, but you know there was cuckoo's calling. Now, if you're living under I like a rock, it so far, if you're living uh, under a rock, it was um, the cuckoo's calling. It was, or cu- is it cuckoo? Cuckoo. How do you say that? Cuckoo. Cuckoo. It was written by Joe Rowling under the ghost name of. Is that now? It's interesting why she used a pseudonym. Pseudonym. Robert Gasfield or Gilbert. Gilbert. Robert Gilbert. I wonder why she did that. Well, no, that's actually interesting because if she didn't do that, all you would hear about is the J.K.R. book that's coming out. You would have incredible press. Sure. Yeah. After JKR's last flop, will she pull it out? And this way, the book is out. It's got reviews on Amazon, good reviews on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. But, but she's already been outed as the author. She it's was, like but, three and a half. Stars. Right. And I no, found right out today what happened. Yeah. Uh, just before you get there, Sue, um, right now it's got uh, four stars, 153 reviews. And when you break it down, I think it was mostly eight. But when I when it got broken, I think it was 43 reviews. I think 38 of them were five stars. Yeah. But when it, I, yeah, I really like it. But so when I far. read it. It's, it's, every, no word is wasted. This right. is, it, it reminded me more of Harry Potter. She didn't waste it a does, word. Yeah, it does remind me more and of And she Harry gets Potter, so yeah, much description, true. like in the, in the prologue, it's describing reporters of the crime mm-hmm. scene, and she gets every bit of, you, you can get the, the she sense of. She gets the little details. Yeah. How, like, yeah. you know, over the next few days, world politics was completely erased from the, from the, um, from the televisions because we're dealing with the celebrity murder or whatever. And that's exactly what happened in the United States when Egypt was going through a civil war. So, I mean, it, it's timely, but they mm-hmm. get so much. Uh, she, she, I think she did a really great job. Now, Sue, you know, the backstory too. Um, it, yes. The, they found the woman that, um, so what basically what happened was a reporter was reading this book and she tweeted, I'm reading this book and it's really good. It reminds me of J.K. Rowling or something like that. That's funny. And somebody tweeted back to her and said, it is J.K. Rowling. Or no, what she said was, it reminds me of Harry Potter or something like that. The writing reminds me of Harry Potter. And somebody tweeted her and said, it is written by J.K. Rowling. And then the person that tweeted her erased their Twitter um, got rid of everything, totally, you know, got out of Twitter, and the whole account disappeared. And do you think, so, so do we think it was Joe? <laughs> no, they broke the story today of the woman that did it. That's no, interesting. apparently she, and I'm trying to do this from memory because I don't have the leaky stuff in front of me, but, um... Here, I'll look, see, it, I'll, I'll they, look it up while you're, doing, while you're talking, well, sir. do you remember they, when... So she, um... This lady uh, was at a party or something, and, and somebody had let it slip. They weren't supposed to. And then she was bound by confidentiality, but she tweeted anyhow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, because I'm wondering, obviously, if she went through the trouble of creating a pseudonym and whatever, I'm sure she wanted to release several books under this name. Right. right. And, and now everyone knows... Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just reading on um, Leaky right now. Apparently, Melissa Nelly has a stalker. I never knew yeah. that before. But um, they're also um, revealing here, I guess there's more in the series. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she probably wanted to get a few yeah. books out. And apparently, she's very angry. So the... the um, well, because it's... You know, that's the thing. I mean, she's probably now 
she's one of the most well-known authors since everyone is aware of Harry Potter. And now every time she releases a book, there's just this tremendous pressure on her that, you know, is it as good or, oh my God, it's too different. It's not good. I mean, she can't, yeah. It's like, she's like a child actor who can't, you know, get work as an adult. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, the thing too is, and I have to wonder this too, if you're the publishing company, that signs J.K. Rowling. Mm. Like, I, you have to imagine, they probably sold 50 copies of this book before she was outed. I mean, there can't have been mm-hmm. that much demand for it. And if there, it does, if there it gets... Was, I think it was 1,500 or something like that yeah. before it broke. So, um... I mean, yeah, you'd almost have to think that you would, that, that part of the deal would be at some point, can you please let us advertise the fact it's J.K. Rowling. Right. Or, you know, if you wait a few years and all three books are out, you know, you, you, you reap the benefits then because you get all these books people are buying. But it just... Or is it, you know, you want J.K. Rowling, you know, you just hope to God at some point it leaks so that you get money but you sign a contract where they're saying, we'll never tell, we'll never tell, we'll never tell. So I, I don't know. I mean... Like I feel well, that's what her. happened. Yeah. You know what though? I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't use that publisher. Oh, she won't. She just said like I'm reading her quote right Why here. Why would you? Only a tiny number oh, of people knew my pseudonym and it has not been pleasant to wonder for days how a woman who I never heard of prior to Sunday night could have found out something that many of my oldest friends did not know. To say I'm disappointed is an understatement, she added. I had just assumed I could expect total confidentiality from Russell's, a reputable professional firm, and I feel very angry that my trust turned out to be misplaced. You're getting the smackdown by JK Rowling, okay? Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah, she, she, she like, she drives Dumbledore's army. That's, like, this, this ain't yeah, good, It is you know? just a matter of being professional. Uh, exactly yeah. It. And it's probably mm-hmm. some some secretary in the office who... Wanted to... Or you know what? Like, everyone no, who... No, no, no. It was oh, I, one I, of the I guy's was... wife's friend. Oh, God. Yeah, so the guy so told his the wife agent, the wife blabbed. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do wonder now, is she just going to... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the guy told the wife, and the wife's... I mean, do not tell your wife you're working on the J.K. Rowling deal. I mean, that's tough, but, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking here. All right, have we all learned nothing from television? Whenever you tell somebody something confidential, you say no one must know, everyone will find out. I promise not to tell a soul. Now, at, the, at this point, um, could she not just go with another company and come up with a new pseudonym and release another yeah, book? Yeah, that's kind of bizarre, though. But you know what, though? She might like this universe and might like to yeah. write more in it, and now all of a sudden it's well, a thing. Well, yeah, so. she's got a second book coming out. It's already finished. It's coming out next year. Yeah, wow. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel, I feel like, well, that person's life is over, but I mean, because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do, do, do you have to know, I, I finally hope she's not a Harry Potter fan. Can you go to bed at night knowing J.K. Rowling is very mad at you? No. That would be, <laughs> I don't think I'd want that on my Like, I would be like, I'm sorry, J.K. Rowling. Like, that would be horrible if she was that. So, hopefully this person's mm-hmm. never read or heard of Harry Potter before. So, Jen, it wasn't you, was it? No. Okay, I just, wanted to mention, I, I, just, I just wanted to double check. Well, I because... was just saying, do you remember how when we read, when you read Harry Potter, like the mm-hmm. first three books, mm-hmm. and they were written in a way that was just not fluid to read? Oh, I never had I a mean, problem this with is, her. I'm not talking about concept or story or characters because all of those I, you know, I love. But I, we had this, we had a podcast once upon a time where we, where we talked about her, the way that she wrote and how it was kind of mm-hmm. awkward at first mm. and the books got better and better. Do you remember? I don't know. Anyway, I felt like this, I don't know. I, I, when I sit down to read this, it feels like it just didn't, it wasn't fluid. I had that. Mm. I would say that mo- I wouldn't say that about this. Cause the one thing I'm saying about this is I'm reading something else now. So it's hard to pull me into a new book, especially when I don't know the characters. I usually like to, 
I'm more comfortable if I'm on, like, book two of a series. I like to be invested a little bit, so it's always hard for me to start something. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that with this, but I definitely thought with Casual Vacancy. I struggled, like, hell with Casual well, Vacancy. I feel, like we can't so. See, I don't know. I don't know if it's because you read the first three books really relatively quickly because they're so much shorter, but, um, I mean, I never really had that problem with her in terms of, like, the flow of like, the books. Like, I, structure I don't know. always felt a little hmm. strange. I mean, I, I ended up really liking it. And I mean, I, I agree. I totally agree that they get way better as you mm-hmm. go along and more, yeah, I think the writing just gets better, but I, I don't know if I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I never found it stilted, but I never really, uh, Well, I just remember, like, chapter one, like, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley were perfectly. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Jen's like, you didn't all hear that, did y'all? cat who oh, okay. shoved my computer over and... As I blame Jen for the disruption. Hey, now. Sorry. It wasn't that was me. Alex. I, well, Sue has no pants on tonight because she's playing Bobo this evening. Now, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm even thinking the first sentence, whatever it is, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. It's just, mm. like, I love, like, it, it always seemed like it had a lot of energy. It right kind of got time. you, at least got me right yeah. from the beginning, where it's like, yeah, yeah. So I maybe never thought that, but I mean, like... If well, you, you know what it is? It. I think it's also that one, two, and three feel more like kids' books, but by the time we get to four, there's much more serious themes going on. I mean, we start seeing people die. It, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it just matures. Um, yeah, like, I'm going to try, while you guys are talking, I'm going to grab, like, just a little um, sentence from, well, someone keep talking. Okay, well, just... well, I, <laughs> I, I am 42% in. Mm-hmm. I really liked the characters immediately. I liked um, Mr. Shrike. And I like the secretary whose name escapes me at the moment. It's Robin. something like Robin. I think it's Robin. Yeah. Yeah. I like Robin a lot. Um, I I kind of see uh, marital problems coming from this uh, relationship that she's having. Uh-oh. Uh, we haven't read too far. I haven't got. Oh yeah, there. we, ha- we haven't read. We haven't read too far. Two. I'm on page six. I'm on page six. <laughs> I know, but I and and this is just me theorizing. It's not anything okay. I know. Okay, good. So that's not a, a spoiler, and I could be dead wrong. But um, the, like I said, the characters I really like. There's a couple of characters that you don't really like, but that's okay because you're not supposed to like everybody. But the main characters, uh, you know, unlike Casual Vacancy, which was like. I don't like any of these people. I, not a single person. They died. I didn't care. Like I'm, a, like I'm one, just, I would like, care. Yeah, like yeah. I just, want, I just want to read a paragraph of it just to see here. And I'm the worst person to read anything because I always stumble over myself. So let's see how I do. The story forced news of politics, wars, and disasters aside, and every version of it sparkled with pictures of the dead woman's flawless face, her life, and sculpted body. Within hours, the few known facts had spread like a virus to millions. The public row with the famous boyfriend, the journey home alone, the overheard screaming, and the final fatal fall. The boyfriend fled into a rehab facility, but the police remained inscrutable. Those who had been with her on the evening before her death were hounded. Thousands of columns of newsprint were filled in hours of television news, and the woman who swore she had overheard the second argument moments before the body fell became briefly famous, too, and was awarded smaller size photographs besides the images of the beautiful dead girl. But then, to an, to an audible groan of disappointment, the witness was proven to have lied, and she retreated into rehab, and the famous prime suspect emerged in the man and the lady in a weatherhouse who could never be outside at the same time. So it was suicide after all, and after a moment stunned hiatus, the story gained a second a weak second wind. They wrote that it was unbalanced, unsta- that she was unbalanced, unstable, 
unsuited to the super stardom, her wildness and her beauty had snared, and that she had moved among an immortal money class that had corrupted her to the decadence of her new life and unhinged, unhinged and already fragile personality. She she became a mortality tale with a stiff, um, stiff with, sh- um, I know what it means, I can't pronounce it. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. And so many columnists, never, by the way, hire me to do your audio book if you wrote a fic. No, and no. so many columnists <laughs> made allusions to Icarus the Private Eye ran a special column. And then at last, the frenzy war itself into staleness and even the journalists had nothing left to say but that too but that too oh i can't even finish all right so you know what it is with her is that i think sometimes her sentence structure is a little bit too long but but but, she's like me but you know i can get past that i might have to read a sentence twice every now and then yeah no it's it It just doesn't sometimes there's too many commas like well no it is but she paints a very detailed picture and i think yeah like with some people, like like Jen, like well, this Melinda did a wonderful job. But Jen, you remember the boat? <laughs> yeah, that is so, haunts me. Yeah, some Aww. people don't know. You read something, and you're like, hold on, who's in the room? Right. And I mean, we were drunk. You you were you were admittedly drunk, drunk and drunk. and got one of Puffa's only negative reviews on. on <laughs> But you know what I mean. So well, that was Lady Cheater. But that you know, was not me. Yeah, that was not you. So I mean, you you get a very good picture from it, and that's what mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the most. So I, like. I don't know. I feel bad for Joe because obviously that's what she wanted, but I have no, you know what? I have no doubts that she's going to write it. I mean, it's, I think it's for sure that more people will buy the book now, but. Oh yeah, it's gone crazy. But I think the problem is, is like people will just automatically compare to your previous work. And when you've written Harry Potter, you know, do you ever get a fair shake at something else? You know, and it's. Nothing will trump that. I mean. The interesting thing is when I was reading it, it's like, all right, I know who wrote it. And the only thing that struck me when I was reading it is that um, even if I did, if I didn't know it was if it was J.K. Rowling that wrote it, I wouldn't have thought it was written by a man. Right. I don't Somebody. know why, but there's something about how it's written that I'm like, this sounds like a woman writing it, and I don't know. Right. I don't care really put my finger on that, but I really would have been surprised if it was a man writing it. So. I'm very curious too. Uh, that's actually I'm curious why she chose a man. Yeah, me too. But the thing too is, when you know it's her, it, it sounds exactly like her. There's no doubt that she wrote that. See, I think she's a good writer. I think so, I know that she's been criticized for her writing, but I mean, hey, we've all read Harry Potter so many times, I and mean, obviously she's doing something right. Someone just asked me what the second worst I read is, and I forget what comment I made in the chat. So it's the, she wanted you to know what the second line. word in your paragraph was. Well, one of the people, um, one of the reviewers wrote that. They knew it wasn't a man because they'd never heard a man describe women's clothing so well. Huh. So. You know what it also is interesting, too? Picture your J.K. Rowling, or your mm-hmm. Joe Rowling, because you only use J.K. if you want to write books. And you are hounded by the press. You were so afraid that people are going to steal your draft of the next Harry Potter book that you leave it on your laptop and forget to disconnect the internet because you you tried, but you didn't quite get it all the way there. And you can't just walk down the street with your kid because mm-hmm. you know the press is going to dog you or people are going to take pictures. So she's lived in that bubble for years. Yeah. To the point where she needed to create Robert Galbraith to just be able to write a book without it being on the front page of the New York Times. So that's the world that she lives in. It's interesting how well she painted the media there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she you knows. can tell, like, like that's J.K. Rowling saying it. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it, it's weird to have an opinion on this because I love the book. I, it's weird to feel bad for someone that their book got popular. 
Well, so it's like I, it's I, more like I think she wanted to be able to write without preconceptions, and now she can't. The second word I, I said was story. By the way, more. Right. So, so I'm definitely gonna finish it. And I'm de- should I buy it? Should I hit buy? Yeah, hit buy. I, I, I want to read. I, I want to read the rest of it. All right, we're hitting buy. Yeah, I want to buy this book it. now. Now, this is the part that I love is about the author. Have you guys read what it says about the author? Oh, no. Yeah, he was like a Marine. I didn't. The storyline she came up with or something. After, after several years with the Royal Military Police, <laughs> Robert Galbraith, or however you say it, mm-hmm. was attached to the SIB, Special Investigative Branch, the plainclothes branch of the RMP, which I'm going to assume is a Royal Mounted Police. Mm-hmm. He left the military in 2003 and has been working since... Then in the civilian security industry, the idea for Cormoran Strike grew directly out of his own experience and those of his military friends who returned to the civilian world. Hmm. And then it says, this is a, a pseudonym. How do you say that? Pseudonym? Pseudonym. pseudonym? pseudonym. So, not a single word of that is true. Oh, it says this is a pseudonym? It no. does. Oh. It says Robert Galbraith is, is this a really? pseudonym. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. interesting. I know. I did not read that. No, I didn't read it either because I only. Well, I have to feel I bad for this. The previews, poor so. woman who J.K. Rowling yelled at. Like, how hard were you trying to keep the secret, Joe? You even said this is a lie. Right, yeah, but, but, but I mean, that's a not. Lot of people, you can't like, figure out who it is just from that. people's names like that. Yeah. I, some of my, some of the authors that I read a lot write under two or three different names. And it's always exciting when you figure out another one because you have this whole other branch of books to read. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so I'm trying to find that on here because I want to read that. My Kindle is not made well, as much as Oops. I just... I want to talk about something. Yes, Okay. Karen. And I know that y'all all are going to be so against it and hate it and whatever. Uh-huh. But it's my favorite thing right now. Cassandra it's Clare. It was, there was Harry Potter. Yep. And then there was Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the Mortal Instruments series. And Which I, I have your shirt, Jen. It's right here. Yay! I cannot beg y'all enough to read this series. It is so good. The movie is coming out, the first movie. It is It is so... I know that there was issues with her fan fiction. Like, we're going on 15, 20 yep. years now. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, this is amazing work. I love it so much. The quote, the story, the characters. Like, this is something that, like... I got into and immediately fell in love. And then at the end, I thought, that's really weird. And the hmm. further I got, and there's five books now, the further I got, like, it, I could not put it down. Like, it's, um, I don't know, the whole plot with the shadow hunters and, like, they're on Earth to protect the humans from, uh, from the demon dimensions and, like, it's it's witty and it's sad and it's romantic and it's exciting and there's vampires and werewolves and nephilim and like it's nephilim? just nef- nephilim. Yeah, she lives in Amherst. She does. We're on we're on the Cassandra Claire um wiki page at the moment. I'm she doing some research. She lives three hours from here. <laughs> she lives Don't three hours from here. She was born it, in Iran. Her her dad uh, is somebody important apparently, and they have traveled their entire life or something. I don't know. If you look at her website... So I'm um, a Demijad, is it? They, no, it's not. Okay. I don't know what it's called, but it's, if you Google Cassandra Clare, there is her website, and it's got all her books. It's got, like, her blog and, like, everything. Okay, I found... Now, I know she didn't write the, the, the wiki page, but I found 
an error on her wiki page here. It says... Oh. Well, she probably uh, didn't write it. The Draco trilogy based on Harry Potter and the Very Secret Diaries based on Lord of the Rings were popular. However, she deleted her fanfiction from the internet shortly before her first novel, The City of Bones, was published under the name Cassandra Clare. Wasn't there, like, a 12-year gap in the middle? Because, like, our book came out, but remember years Ow. before that, people were, like, wait. trading the Draco trilogy, like, on mm. the internet for drugs or whatever? Like, okay. that was... wait, say that again, my headset fell off. Yeah, okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> Rolly poly. It says that she deleted her fan fiction from the internet shortly yes. before her first novel came out. Yes. That's, no, didn't she delete her first, no, you know, novel from, she deleted her fan fiction from the internet, and then, like, we had the Bush administration, both terms, and then her book came out. Wasn't that more like how it, I don't, it wasn't, like, immediately before, but she did delete it be- before. Right, but. The, I've read, okay, you know that I've read all of the Drake yes. trilogy, mm-hmm. and then I read the yes. book. And I was hoping, in a way, that some of the fan fiction would overlap into mm-hmm. the series. Because mm-hmm. she has two separate series out right now. Um, although, I have to admit, I've been a bad fan and have not read one of the series. So the only series I'm talking about right now is the Mortal Instruments okay. one. And it's got five. It will have a total of six. The sixth one comes out in, like, March. But um, anyway, there is... The only, there is, I think the whole reason she took down the fan fiction is there is like this, this three paragraph story that Draco in the trilogy is talking about. And he's talking about his father buying this falcon. And it's really, it's a poignant story. Um, and basically his father uh, gave him this bird and said that it was this, it, he had to love it and teach it to be tame. Apparently it was this mean bird and it would scratch him and it would poke at his, poke at his eyes and things. And, but he's every day he still petted the bird and he fed the bird and the bird was awful to him. But over a long period of time, he got the bird to, um, to eventually be really trained and to love him. And so his father came in and killed the bird in front of him. Mm-hmm. And said, to love is to destroy. And basically, so that little, that little fairy tale story of Draco, I think Draco was talking to another character telling him about this story. And, and anyway, that little story segment is in the book series. In the, in the Mortal Instrument series. And I thought, hey, <laughs> it's in the Mortal Instrument. And so I'm thinking that is why she took down the trip, the no, fiction. No, no. But, but I wait, thought, that, there's, he, uh, there's, there's a big gap in, the, like, I came into the fandom in 2006, 2005, 2006. Yeah, she was in it It was you. long gone by the time I came there. Like, people were still, remember that? And, yeah, but yeah. it's like when I was a teenager. Right, but the book came out when? When did the Moral Instrument series come out? Or the first? It, uh, in the 2000s. Yeah, there, there was, the, fifth book, the fifth book came out this year. Yeah, we have March. a puffle author who just yanked all of her fan fictions from, from the internet. And um, mm-hmm. if she asks us to, we'll take them off of Puffwa. She allowed us to put them on Puffwa, never asked to take them down. But I have people contacting me, do you have it, do you have it, do you have it? Because the rumor is that she just came out with a book, and the condition was she pulled down everything else. So, th- yeah, but that's that's a rumor, we don't know if it's true or not, but that just happened. So, like, I think that well, I think that was kind of creatively... I know that I'm gushing over it. Um, but I thought that if I could just tell people how much I loved it, that y'all might at least have an interest in it. I will tell you what, Um, I'm going to put... The the main character is called Uh Clary, and she's one of those, it's one of those stories of an ordinary girl who is suddenly thrust into a situation, like her world is flopped upside Uh down, and she basically has to become a heroine. And it's not one of those stories that that she... It's not like Twilight, where where she's just this helpless, horrible 
stupid person <laughs> who has brave boys like protect her. It's not like that. She's strong and she's powerful and she meets all these things. And every time you think you're getting a handle on what's going on, there's something else. And like, you just can't, you keep thinking, oh, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be better. And then something else happens and it's awful and wonderful. And like what I particularly love about it is that they bring in, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, um, but there really isn't a lot and I'll just say this, there is Christian fiction where they have like romantic stories and it's like a very Christian uh, story and things like that. This takes an aspect from the Bible, the Nephilim, you know, supposedly where angels came down and uh, consummated with man and then there were the Nephilim. I mean, all of this is sort of historical. That's, they think that's where the Greek gods, the mythology came from, that kind of thing. Um, this book series takes a bit of that, you know, a bit of the Mark of Cain, a bit, bits and pieces and makes it fiction and makes it like fascinating. And so it's not religious and yet it feels like it has religious undertones. Okay. If that makes any sense. Um, and I really thought there's not a lot of fiction out there that does that in such a way that it's not like, it doesn't feel like you're reading the Mm -hmm. Bible. It feels mm-hmm. like you're reading this excellent story and they bring in quotes. And of course, they're not in context. Of course, they're not. But it's, I just thought it was, you never see real fiction based on biblical aspects. And I thought this was something that was really cool that she did that. And so the whole storyline is kind of based on angels and demons and not necessarily God, definitely not Jesus, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, Lilith, which, you know, everybody speculates was Adam's first wife before Eve, that kind of thing. Like interesting things. Um, mm-hmm. more mythology. Okay. I just learned something new. Cause I've always thought Lilith was the ex-wife of Dr. Fraser. Crane. <laughs> so <laughs> that is helpful. That, that is helpful. Well, no, it's, it, so it's, it's fiction derived from the Bible. It's, so it's not, from yeah. Mythical bits of R- the Bible, not actual biblical right. facts. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of like the characters are set up and I will say this, they are set up a lot like the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter trio, where all of a sudden there were these three characters and they were really important and they were really close and they were all distinctively different and loved all of them for being just who they are. Um, it's kind of like that. There's Clary and then her best friend, Simon, who's the nerdy sidekick. Jen, I have to break in here. I just, we got the best question in the chat. So it's kind of like fan fiction of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) No, and let's not be so well, religious well, let's, here. Let's, let's, let's for one night. Come on, put your hair back. No, but well, I'm seriously well, asking. So, you know, no, yes, but there's the, okay, let, let me, okay, let me ask you this, because uh, I'm obviously, you know, I'm non-practicing, so I'm, I'm trying to be respectful and still get this. So there, there there's the Bible, and those, you know, uh-huh. like, like those who are, you know, true Christians, hardcore Christians believe the Bible to be factual or to be, I don't want to say, like, completely factual, but, like, everything in it, like, if there's a story that's not meant to be taken seriously or to be taken as true fact, literally is what I'm looking for. You know, so there's mythical pieces of the Bible, and this book draws on those parts. Would that be fair? Well, (laughs) I think what it more as, like, there is, like, a sentence here that says something about Nephilim. And and that's all the Bible says about it. The whole entirety of it says like one little thing. And because people have created stories based on that one little thing. Like Lilith is mentioned in Genesis or somewhere um, about being 
being there. And so people have speculated who she was and how she, you know, it's not, that is not. But here's the thing. This is the, this is the thing I'm, I'm, I'm getting at here. So the Bible is canon, no pun intended. Like there's the Bible and that's the canon, right? Again, no pun intended. And there's pieces of that canon that in the original text, some feel was not commented on sufficiently or underdeveloped, let's say, or left room for the imagination. So this story, is it the City of Bones, I believe is the first one, I just downloaded the sample. Uh, The City mm -hmm. of 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 Bones. This is another author expanding on an idea from that original canon. I don't like to look at the Bible as canon. Well, no, I mean it as it's the, ori- it's, it's, uh, the, it's the original text that yeah. for, like, the Harry Potter universe is real in J.K. Yeah, Rowling's eyes. Definitely. You know, whatever she thinks is real. Is re- if, if we want to believe it's real in our minds, we can in the Bible. And so people who read it to them, you know, different level, obviously, but I'm trying to, to stretch the analogy. But, you know, so in other words, this is Bible fan fiction. No. Yes. <laughs> no, well, it's not, because it's not taking characters from the Bible. But it's taking, like, a concept from well, the Bible. okay. Yes. Yeah, it is taking a concept. I wouldn't say that it's like if, if I would say it's just a story based on fictional myths of the of pieces You know what this reminds me of, Jen? This reminds what? me of the day that Melinda Leo read um, the, what was the, uh, uh, Backward with Purpose. <laughs> I'm not sure if you read that one, Jen, if you were there for that one. It's the, it's the story of um, Albus Potter. Uh, having to, I believe, go back in time and save his father's life in the future. And Melinda mm-hmm. read uh-huh. it, and she said, now, I don't like alternate universe stuff. I hate AU, but I love this fic, because this fic isn't AU. It's it's canon, but just told from a different direction, predisposing different <laughs> events happen. But it's not AU. And we're like, that's the definition of AU. No, it's not. <laughs> Well, I just think a lot of fiction that we get is derived from biblical text and, you know, anything that has to do with, I would say, anything heavenly or anything hellish, you know, anything demon or devil. Or, I mean, there's so many things that is taken and you don't, you mm-hmm. can't say, oh, well, this, that's a fan fiction of the Bible. Like, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's a 2000 year old historical document. And yeah, there's a lot of creativity that came from mm-hmm. it, you know, uh, I don't know. So anyway. It does have these, you know, it talks about angels and demons and things like that, which, yes, are derived from biblical context. Um, and so in that it's regard, Bible fan I fiction. Mean, I'm still reading oh, it. <laughs> I like to put yeah. things in boxes. Well, not everything fits in a box. Cats do. Anyway, I, I think, I think that you would, I think as if we can get past our prejudices for Miss Claire, uh, the story is amazing and, um, there's just these huge plot twists and I was pulled in immediately. And this is something that I have obviously loved for a very long time now. And my love for it is just increased. Like I've been reading through the series again for like the 15th time. And, um, I love it just like I loved it the first time. Well, you know what? I think this is going back to what you said earlier. There's some stories that you will look at this and you'll say, this is a book written for 12 year olds. I'm never going to like this. And you'll start reading it. And all right. of a sudden it's chapter six. And you get drawn in. And right. you know what it was? I wanted to love Game of Thrones so bad, I couldn't do it. I wanted to love Casual <laughs> Vacancy, I couldn't do it. There's books I'm embarrassed then to say. like, read Hunger Games. And you're like, okay. And you're like, oh, I just read that in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, that's the thing. So yeah, I, I, if I if I pick this up, I could read the whole thing through. And I'm not, and I have the ability, I don't know if anyone else is. I, if you can get past 
that it was written by No, but that's the thing. If I like it, I'll forget. It'll be real to me for those few hours. I'm not thinking about, you know, an author in a room typing this thing up. I'll be thinking about the characters as real people. Mm-hmm. So I'll be fine there if I can get into it. So I'm definitely going to give it a shot. I have... Is that illegal if I have the um, the books on digital file and give them to Probably. you? Probably. But let's talk about it without people listening. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love the I love the podcast where Jen's like I'm not paying eight bucks for this. Boop, download it. I'm like I'm on the air. <laughs> Jen, I have a I have a possible book series for you. Tell me. It's the author is Anne Bishop, and it's the Black Jewels series, and basically it's about Satan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now Chen's getting typecast. Oh, this one is also a Bible fanfic. It's not. I know. I'm bumper sticker it's, no, right. It's really interesting because Satan's like this old man and he, you know, he, he walks with a limp and he has a cane and and things don't always go. fictional. He was supposed to be the prettiest darn angel ever. Well, he got old. Well, he's still pretty. And, <laughs> and his, his knees are bad. <laughs> his sons are gorgeous. And, and one of them's like a <laughs> Satan fell in his kitchen <laughs> and needs emergency assistance. Give me this. Ick. Hang on. I have to get the hair out of the cat's mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awkward. Let's right. do a little screen break. Oh, my goodness. But anyhow, I read them. Uh, my boss recommended them, and I've got them pulled up. Which one is uh, the first one? The first one, I believe, is Daughter of the Blood. Well, I'm looking at five books, and none of them are that. So, <laughs> uh-huh. you want the Black Jewel? The Black oh, I see. Jewel like, series. Oh, I. Oh, how many are there? Trilogy? Um, is there three or six? No, or there's seven or eight. This is really confusing because I'm looking at the... And they're not in order. Terrible. I know. No, this one is. It says the Black Jewels and then Daughter of the Blood, Mm -hmm. Heir of the Shadows, Queen of the Darkness, Dreams Made Flesh, Tangled Webs, Twilight's Dawn, and then there's three more. The Invincible Ring, the Shadow Queen, and Shalador's Ladies. Yep. Yep. Okay. So there is a lot. There are a lot. And I just tore through them. And there's a new one supposedly coming out. And you know... Yeah, he's the devil, but you get past that. It's you <laughs> okay, Jen. Okay, that. Sue. This is like a Match.com like disaster here. You're like, yes, he's Satan, but I can get past that. It's like <laughs> he, he, you know, he's just good, right? so. Well, fun. thank you, Jen. But the, the fun thing is, is that okay, it starts off with this girl. She shows up at Satan's house, <laughs> and Satan's like, "Hey, you're magical." I want to teach you to be magical. And she's like, okay, I'd like that. And she's, you know, like six. And he's like, how did you get here? And she's like, I don't know. And he says, all right. This is actual dialogue. To learn, <laughs> no, the first thing that you, you get to learn, all magical people learn, is how to basically accio your shoes. You know, your, your shoes are right there and you're going to summon them to you. And she tries and she tries and she tries and she can't do it. She can't do the simplest thing. And he's just like, all right, well, maybe you're not as magical as I think. And then she disappears, and he's like, where'd she go? <laughs> and his houseman comes, and he says, um, sir, the house moved ten feet three different times while that girl was here. And Satan's like, holy crap, she can't move her shoes, but she moved the entire house instead of the shoes. She's really I'm picturing powerful. Satan being played by Frank Boyles from Everyone Loves Raymond. Holy crap, she moved the house. Holy crap. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of humor in it. There's this cat that is absolutely, you know, it's a lion tiger kind of thing that's absolutely huge (laughs) and just takes care of people and stuff. It's fun. You might like it. I I Peter Boyle suffering. Well, it sounds good. It sounds like his name was Frank on the show. Yeah, I'm like, who the hell is Frank Boyles? I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, has anyone here seen True Blood at all? Not even like that one episode. Okay, well, there is this huge, manly, like, black guy who is, like, tough as nails, but he walks around with, like, glitter eyeshadow, and, like, he is, you know, very, very happily gay, openly gay. He wears little tight things, and he talks like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is my favorite, favorite character mm-hmm. in the whole world, and his name is Lafayette. And so I love him. Like, out of all the characters, I look forward to Lafayette. <laughs> and, like, what's so funny is when you do an interview with him, not on the screen, he is just like, this mm, funny. Like, this manly, tough. It's crazy. But anyway, he's so, so good. Watch, watch him. Apparently, Rayseth has watched it because she likes Lafayette as well. As well. Yay! See? Awesome. He's amazing. I love him. And he's also lovable. Like, he's. Anyway, the whole point that I'm bringing him in is there is a character in City of Bones. Now, I shouldn't say City of Bones because that's the first one. The Mortal Instruments series uh, called Magnus. And if you take away the whole New Orleans thing and he's Asian and he's not as flamboyant, but he is in a great way. There's Magnus and he's my favorite character, too, of the Mortal Instruments series. And like, I just love that character. I want to be that character. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Somehow I think yeah. uh, somehow I think you have more than one favorite thing in the world. I just yeah. want to say. I just want to say. I just want. I just want to comment on this. I just. My Danielle and I. Danielle and I continue to be relocated because of work on our house. So we're in a different room than we normally podcast. And I'm right next to Danielle's so bookshelf. You are. You. You look great. You look great. Now the Aww. thing is, Danielle bought a series of books. Was this at a yard sale? I bought them at a yard sale in Brooklyn when I lived there for a year, and I think I paid like a whopping five dollars for three hard cover books. It's uh, by Jonathan Stroud. It's the Bartimaeus Trilogy. So, awesome trilogy. Uh, the first one is I, the, what is the Bartimaeus again? Trilogy. B-A-R-T-I-M-A-E-U-S. The and again, it's, it's more like a young adult. Oh, they're making yeah, it into a movie. It's more like a young adult thing, so it's kind of something you'd read pretty quickly. But yeah, it's really like just good. reading the, the dust jacket. Nathan, uh, Nathaniel is an eleven year old. Is eleven years old. Okay, that seems familiar. And the magician's apprentice, learning the traditional arts of magic. Hmm. No, it's good. It's not like Harry Potter. All is well until he is a. Lo- yeah. There's something wrong with us that all of our favorite series are for young. No, adults. I mean that's just well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, no, like if you back the other day, I was like, well, um, yeah, it takes. <laughs> it's like in London. It's good. It's a good series. Okay, good. Well, I think that we like the traditional... Well, here's the thing. If you want to tell us a series about, like, a young kid who gets indoctrinated into magic or something, usually things are more interesting when it happens to a younger person because as they evolve and they can change more than if an adult went. Um, right. That Someone just asked about the spelling of the last name. It is yeah, S-T-R... Oh, you do. That's right. But the thing is, it's like, if Harry Potter was 45 when he went to Hogwarts, it wouldn't be that interesting because, you know, we'd be dealing with, you know, Hermione's menopause and, you know, Harry's knee replacement. And it just wouldn't be as exciting. And, and Harry's exactly. yeah. ha, ha. But you know what? So to do that, you have to, I think, tell a lot of these stories about kids. And to do that, you kind of have to write them a younger level, I think. Yeah, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's all, it's interesting too. Like, I think when it's, with these books in particular, well, again, like Harry Potter, he's only 11 in the first book. Right. Um, but 
it's I really good. That when I was like, how old were we when the first one Harry came Potter? Out? Like ninety-seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't read it at first, but I was yeah, I was eighteen, seventeen. Well, I read it when it came. Well, but even so, I mean, not. It's not like we were. I don't know. I'm just trying to think if there was something about my particular age at the time that made an 11 year old story. I mean, because normally that wouldn't be my kind of thing to have picked right. up Harry Potter and like be interested in an 11 year old boy story. Um, and I have, I do have to say that my, you know, as the books progress, my love for them grew. Like if I pick up a book, it's not the first one. You know what I mean? If I pick mm-hmm. up one of the series, it's going to be one near the end to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I know that. The Mortal Instruments is a youth fiction, but it's more about like seventeen-year-olds. Right. It's not kind. It's not a kid, right? But I'm just kind of curious as to what, like this, this, the Shroud series is about eleven-year-old, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering what it is that's appealing about young fiction about eleven-year-olds that we find. Well, <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't. I, it's magical. I think it's more. Yeah, I think Maybe it's more just it. about the magic. Um, the, this book in particular, these, this series is interesting. It's the only book I've read. And I know, I know apparently there are other books that are written this way. It's just the only series of books that I've read where it's each chapter, it switches back and forth between perspectives. So it's told from two characters. Is it awkward? No, not at all. Well, it, like it's Game told from two characters' point of view. Um, just two. It's not more than that, but it's, it's now, very easy to follow. Like, it's not confusing. And it was harder for me to get in the book than it was to watch. Like, I watched, and I did it backwards. I never, never do it backwards. I always read and then watch. But with Game of Thrones, I watched the first season and then read the first book. And I liked the, I liked the film better. And it probably because I ruined it for myself, but it was a lot easier to get into watching it than reading it. It was very confusing for me to read it at first. Well, I'm just looking here because I, I talked about this before on the podcast. I just finished uh, a couple months ago a, um, a, a, a young adult series. I think there were six books in the series. I just looked it up. It was uh, the Gone series by Michael Grant. And the thing that got difficult in that for me to read, especially when I started, was it's set in the real world and the characters, like, it, everything is written phonetically, so it's as the characters sound, as they use slang, it's all written in, and they go to Costco, and they go to Target, and they go to Walmart, and it's, oh. it's weird. Ah. Because, and, I'm sorry, I went to the Gone website <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were making a face at like, oh, they went to Target. Yeah. What? But, and you, but usually, <laughs> like, they, like, reread Harry Potter. Target isn't in it once, and they never go to Walmart. So, I mean, it's sometimes it's, it, it took me out of it a little bit. But and honestly, if you're like, let me, this is an interesting comparison. The, the point of the series is um, it's a small town in California, and all of a sudden, every uh, human being over the age of 15 vanishes. I heard and about this. Maybe you right. told me about it. And this. there is essentially like a, um, it, it, it's pretty much like a sphere or a dome. It's, it's a dome around the, um, the area. So it cuts, you know, into the. So it's like Truman Show. Uh, well, here's the thing. It's all, well, the reason I'm bringing this up, it's considered like a dome around the area. You can't see out. So there's like a fake sun. There's a fake sky. You can see sky, but if you were to fly up to it, you would just see it's a wall that's translucent. You can't see through it. And you don't know where the, everyone went. You don't know if they're coming back. You don't know why this thing is here. You don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, there's all these kids. And there's, you know, three-year-olds who were left in their cribs at home. And there's, you know, lack of food. So... Who's gonna pick up the trash? Who's gonna, so it's it, parts of it are kind of depressing and stuff. What? But at, but the people who are inside, many of them start to exhibit um, superhuman powers too. So it's got a little piece of that to it. So it was it was interesting, but there was 
it took me a while to get into it, but the reason I bring that up is this exact same show was a prom- was a um, this exact same series was a premise by Stephen King in a TV show that's now on the air under the dome, which is on uh, NBC. Uh, no, it's on NBC. Is it ABC? US? CBS? No, it's on. No, I, don't I don't remember. It's, it's on TV, and it's the same plot line, but it's adults, and you can see through the dome, so they know. We know what's going on. We can get radio signals and all that stuff. I think it's so much more interesting to have it be kids because it's fish out of water and it's more. But mm-hmm. well, what what kinds of things have y'all? I mean, I don't know if you're like me, where literally you just get obsessed with like one thing for a really long time before you like something else is to really really sparkle mm-hmm. for you to move on. For me, it was mm-hmm. Harry Potter. It, before that, it was Buffy, Buffy, Harry Potter. Doctor mm-hmm. Who and now Mortal Instruments. Have y'all had kind of massive fan base? I think like things? yeah. I mean like I go through stages with things, but I don't. I think they don't probably last as long as maybe what you're saying. But like I'll right. get into a mood where one day I'm like I feel like watching Lord of the Rings, and I'm like then for like three weeks straight I must rewatch all Lord of the Rings. I must rewatch all 25 hours of extra features. I must <laughs> because I'm obsessed with it at this moment, and I must watch it all. But then like. You know, I don't know. I'll start watching Gilmore Girls, and I'm like, "Ooh, rewatch!" And then I'll get into it. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. flit around. But yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I'm asking because well, there, because basically, I need. Yeah. You're like, no, for, I need something. You're looking for something new. <laughs> I mean, I got into talk here. I love I mean, we've had little like mini. Right. Fashion. I guess oh, I would characterize We're, mine as mini. Yeah. That's oh, the new put it. The new if season started by the way, Jen. I'm all over it. That's all James and I watch. Kitchen Nightmares, Kitchen ni- my Nightmares of Britain. I mean, yep. UK. Like, have you uh, ever Master Chef, Hell's Kitchen? Have you ever watched like <laughs> um, No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain? That no, you I'm might check that out. He's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> I will have to. Pretty much what I watch: Barefoot Contessa every day, and I watch The Pine yes. Woman. Okay, yeah. No, it's really day. funny when well, they're day. on back to back, right? Okay. When Danielle yeah, first went to reservations, um, he's written books too, and it's they're they're great. I started watching that Bobby Flay's uh, house competition. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they have like three home cooks, and he goes and he gives them like oh. they compete against each other. Oh yeah, I don't think I've actually watched that. I watched one episode, and I was kind of fascinated, so I put it on my DVR. But that's all that yeah. has come out of that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you get the Travel Channel, I would you probably get no reservations. So. Oh, okay. I think you might get a kick out of Anthony Bourdain. He's like no holds barred. He's very upfront, very blunt, but I think he's awesome. And he, he knows food. I love, I loved Ace Mm -hmm. of Cake until it's not, it wasn't Mm -hmm. on. I missed it. And then I got into Cake Box when I was at your house. And I loved that. But it's, you know, now it's an episode a week or two. Well, it's like we get like that with like home improvement shows, and now that we're oh god, yeah. If we start watching like um, what's the one I like with the cute guy Scott? I like um, property. Brothers. Scott, I like um, income property because of because mm-hmm. of the host. Yeah, yeah, not gonna lie. But see, I can't. Yeah, mom watches those. <laughs> I'll watch those for like three days, and then I'll need like yeah. Drama. Well, I get nervous now because now that we're actually renovating, I'm like, oh my god, they're taking out a wall. Like, I, know. I, I take it very personal. <laughs> like, what would yeah, Scott what say? It's gonna pictures? be expensive. No, can I tell you? We took down some kitchen cabinets, and we found out that the um, the former contractor who 20 years ago put these cabinets up was having trouble finding a stud. So he was drilling, drilling, <gasps> drilling, 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 and he oh. drilled through mm-hmm. a wire. So when he was, 
Do you have had well, a fire? Well, th- the first, that no. was the question I asked her electrician. She said, no, you'd probably be fine. And I'm like, oh my God, Homes on Homes would rip my entire kitchen down <laughs> if you were fine. I know. <laughs> oh, it was horrifying. But, um, you know, the thing, just back on the food thing for a second. I love it when you mentioned uh, Barefoot Contessa. I love when Danielle first went to pastry school. Da- Barefoot Contessa was her idol. And now that Danielle has some experience under her belt and has done lots of different things, and it's kept me alive. Every time it's on, she's like, Ina, Ina, what are you doing? That's not how you do that. I know. You are, you are clearly not trained, it's Ina. so funny. Ina, put it down. So, and she's t- Ina, I'm like, Ina can't hear you, dear. You know what it is? I, I feel like I kind of like, I feel like she kind of started veering off the path of sanity at some point because she had, she had this episode. She had this episode called like really easy desserts or something like very, very simple. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll watch this, right? She makes fucking Napoleons, which are like the Did hardest. You hear that? My wife swore on the podcast. It's the hardest dessert to make because you have to make it just right. I'm like, no home cook is making this. <laughs> it's just, I was just like shaking my head at her. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, the moment she lost you <laughs> was when she raised money for like the orphans or bone marrow or whatever the hell it was. And she had Alec Baldwin as like her sous chef and all that stuff. And like the, oh, yeah, the, the people, woman from Laura and Order. to pay a hundred thousand dollars for Ina to make them dinner. And it was like gray cold soup she and made, like make your own desserts. She and that made was the meal. cucumber, cold <laughs> cucumber soup that I kid you not look like barf in a bowl. <laughs> She's like, oh, I like my soup chunky. And I'm like, that's disgusting. If I made a hundred grand and I got cold soup and, and make your own salad, dessert, yeah. I'd be so and She's got Alec Baldwin like in the field the, picking crap. I know, for and the-, the thing is like, I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love Ina. Like, she's awesome, but there's some things she does that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> me laugh is she never talks about like what she, she's like and you just need a good cheese and a good use banana. good olive oil good, what the hell just have her gay friend about? down at the florist shop tell you but no, the, do they have that at well, the thing I love, I know right the like, thing I love about good it's labeled it, it's like remember the bath mat that was labeled bath mat it's similar it's labeled oh, good cheese oh, yeah. I love it. but the thing which with her husband is so fake it cracks me up. I just want to see what Jeffrey's doing. <laughs> and like Jeffrey's down buying the like the like the charcoal and conveniently no one notices the gamma guy there who was who was already I set know. up. But now the thing I love Dude, about- and do you think she regrets the episode she did with Elmo? Because Elmo's a sex offender. That was unfortunate. <laughs> that I bet they don't repeat that That one. one, That one got pulled from the repeat. Oh, man. Oh No, I love the fact that she has this beautiful house, and she builds a barn on her property. She builds a barn. All right, a barn. With a replica of her kitchen. That it costs more than my house. And there's a replica of her kitchen, so I'm filming it, and I'm like, is she in her house? No. You can tell it's the barn because the wallpaper is slightly greener. Like, that's how you know you're in the barn. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, if she get Alzheimer's, you know, in reality, I could just be extremely like jealous that she has you so probably, much money exactly and awesome is, cooking and she lives in the Hamptons. <laughs> but no that's exactly what it is because it's like if she ever gets Alzheimer's she'll be like am I in the barn there's no way to know I know everything and like I think in my like if I had to come back as someone I just want to be Ina yeah. and I have like four kitchens and minions to clean up after me when I cook I, oh. 
Yeah, that's the nice thing. The minions to clean up. Because there's no way she's doing her own dishes. Like once she once she cooks a big bring me more. There's no way. It's like simple. You've seen her like ice a cake. I love that she's like this home cook, but everything with her is empty is really good ingredients. Well, and I mean to be fair, all I can say is at least in her cookbooks she gives you examples of what she would buy. But yeah, on the show she's Mm -hmm. just like use good stuff. Don't use crap. <laughs> use the good stuff. If we're going to talk about muggle hustle, let's, we need to do it. Let's talk, a, our let's talk about muscle minutes. hustle. I have right. not looked at it yet. Muggle hustle. Muggle yeah, forget hustle. what I just said. It's, you, it's, I said muscle hustle. Muscle hustle. Muscle hustle. So we're gonna, we probably won't have time to do it all, but I think we should look at book I one first. You spelled hustle wrong? I spelled it <laughs> 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 Hustling. Nice. I, I oh, God, this is the right site. I thought Sue sent me a porn site. It says when you get there. Oh, shit. Ron, tell your mom I want to. Oh, shit. This is. No, mine says, did you guys lose your boner for sexy prof when you found out he was a fake? What the hell is what he is, talking where, about? What is this? Oh, wait. He's talking about Gilderoy that, Lockhart. That's He's talking about See, Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, you're in a different book Are than I Are these actual quotes? Well, I'm going in. Yeah, so this person is reading the books for the first time. I can't, I don't think they've seen the movie because they're too surprised. <laughs> Harry and Ron things. want to quit potions and DADA respectively. respectively. To, to that, I would say, cheer up, you attend a school for fucking magic. <laughs> so what, I don't understand. There's a lot like, of F-bombs. Does she rewrite the books in her No, own? no, he's reading the books, and as he's reading the books, he's... It's like a Puffa podcast. Uh, this is them making fun of the books. It's, yeah, basically, he's just saying it. And, you know, some of these things, some of them are really funny, and some of them are, are sort of deep. Like, uh, there was one, and it should be right here, but I don't see it. I agree it. Like, with the Oxford comma crap. Well, Thank wait, you. I can't see it. Pointing no, it trolls have to poop outside. Harry Potter, probably. <laughs> it says, if you want to turn me off of a character, it's Vernon saying that he doesn't like imagination. Mm. Or well, somebody I- tells me this cat isn't really a cat, I'll keep you posted, because I went to book one. But go ahead, Jen. Well, I just want to complain about this comma issue. This has bothered me for a while. Now that he has wrote it, written it in his blog, I feel like I can actually preach right, on it for a second. When we were learning to like punctuate in uh-huh. school, all through college, all through the little brown book or whatever everybody used, it had you write your little sentence, you put your comma in, and you double space. Yeah. Boom, boom. Then, no, that is not the rule anymore. <laughs> they changed it. I freaking no, you don't, you know, no, no, no. Single, single space. Double yeah. space after Single space period. after a comma. Oh, that's what I meant. Okay. okay. It's not a double space after a period. It's a single now. They really? took the space back? Yes. Really, because my sister is an editing, she got her master's in editing and publishing, and she was griping about this the other day, and it is true. Okay, I'm wrong about the comma. It's yeah. Okay. I was going to say, didn't your mother teach you the, to put but a comma every like, time you breathe, and you, you're an asthmatic, so you were like, it was like, over- comma, comma. I yeah. have her comma, yes. But this is with the period thing. Me too. Not too. Yeah, anymore. That's weird. And I hate it. It is so stupid. And I will do two forever. That's how I write it. His, la- yeah, his lady she been told. Yeah. His lady. Someone in the chat, find she, tell her, get a statement, come back, you'll be a reporter. Um, 
<laughs> if there's there anyone left in the show, I haven't checked in a while. Go back. Y'all can continue. Yeah, there's, there's still, there's still some people. I love this. Something tells me this isn't really a cat, but I'll keep you posted. Oh shit, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. But see, this is yeah, the one. I, I, if you knew what page he was, oh, it does tell. Never mind. Some of them. <laughs> okay, it turns out the cat was actually <laughs> the Dowager Countess. But for real, though, but for real, though, the cat was Professor McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> he he's big into Downton Abbey too. Smart. I boy. think it's a he. I'm not positive about that, but I think it's a he. This is funny. Yes. In fact, I am sure it's a he because at some point in it, it says, I am a I guess he. they don't have child services in England. <laughs> 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 this is funny. Ten years later and Dudley has turned into quite the little asshole. <laughs> this yeah. is funny. And, and it's good. And if you jump to book seven, which I know I finally got you guys to book one and now I've yeah. already jumped. Um, there's a part where it talks about, um, I've never been to Lucius keeps peacocks on the grounds of his estate because he's definitely secure in his manhood. <laughs> I've never been to a hotel you can only get to by boat, but it sounds dope. <laughs> Changing furniture into animals? This class sounds legit. So Hagrid is the groundskeeper? <laughs> Interesting that he's not Scottish. Actually, he totally might be Scottish. I'm not great at discerning the dialects of Britain in text form. <laughs> You know, I can do math and stuff. Harry Potter, page 49. Harry, you're a wizard. <laughs> oh, shit. Troll attention. <laughs> Can't believe that Voldemort <laughs> killed Harry's parents in Halloween. That's some cold-blooded shit. This is funny. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I just... I love the way all the way through it. I got to book four. I'm sorry. I always thought... so funny. This one, I always thought... Always thought. I can't believe all the names Rowling had to conjure to create this world. Sometimes it feels like she's just looking around the room. Like, pro- <laughs> Professor Lamp. It's like... What? <laughs> That's not a name. Finally, Hermione does something likable, taking one for the team. She's there for now. Doris, Doris, Crockford, Dina, 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 You just went oh, dollars. This kid's getting fitted for... Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm remodulating. Exterminate. Are we okay? Did y'all see that hear. thing on Britain's Got Talent with that guy that put a pot on his head and he was saying a Dalek song? No. Yeah. Allison Jolie is awesome! I saw the Dalek episode on Doctor Who the other night, though. Oh, uh, Sue, before we go on, tell me about Doctor... How? Where How? Where are you first? Uh, episode six or seven. And that, it's like a two-parter. No, she, no, she cross the tail and tail. Sorry! Hey, hold on! <laughs> I know what I'm plugging. Remember last time I tried that? What happened? Okay, so what uh, is your... I think it was five. It was the Dalek one was the last one I saw. I didn't watch it last night. Is that night. the one for Rose handprints on the Dalek? Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. That's actually really called Dalek. That's the episode. Yeah. And um, I'm really liking it. I'm trying to watch it at least every night before I go to bed. But last night I read some of the Cuckoo's Calling instead. So now I'm torn between Doctor Who and the book I'm in having. I went to bed at 8.30 two nights ago so I could read and watch the video. Uh-huh. Well, Dalek is a really good one. I particularly love the end of it. I think, I wish you had finished season one so it could start being good for Tell me. I love nine. <laughs> uh, it's not terrible. And, and actually, you know what? I'm, I'm wrong. I must be on six because I, I did see the one after that where they took the, the boy from the Dalek show into space, and, and the doctor's like, he's your boyfriend, and Rose's like, nah. Oh, yeah, that one. That was and okay. He, he I gets... think the next one is Are You My Mummy? Bob! Yeah, it is. I saw the previous Can you hear one. us? Okay, the end. Oh, thank ah, God. No, I've been no, talking for like 20 minutes. Bob here. 
All right. All right. We're no longer Daleks. Oh no! Oh no! We can hear you now. Yes. Ooh. We were just you ignoring you. You were Daleks, but not anymore. Ex- you sound good. I said exterminate. How exciting! You were both Daleks. It was very exciting. Oh, but um. I'd like to scream. Into somebody the in the well, chat no, why? Because I have the microphone in the background, so I know I'm gonna have to edit that out. So I don't want to be quiet. So I'm saying everything like I'm Jerry Stiller. That's it's a thing that I do. <clears throat> you have Tourette's. I do have Tourette's. Okay. All right, so... But anyhow, I this the Muggle Hustle is really funny, and I have enjoyed what I've read of it. Apparently, he tweets while he reads as well. I want to know what he thinks of the, the um, I'm Rubber in Your Glue, Voldemort. Oh, of... um The I'm Rubber in Your Glue, Voldemort. I don't know what... No, wait, I don't know what you're talking about now. The what end. do you mean? I don't know. Don't oh, you're dollaking again. When... Harry actually doesn't kill Voldemort. Oh, oh. <laughs> at the end of uh, book seven. Well, go to the end of book seven and look. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I want to know what he said about that. <laughs> Omg, Tonks is totally knocked up. That baby could be really weird, though, if you think about it. Uh, I'm scrolling through as I'm trying to get to the end. Oh, I just, I love the cursing. I love the capitalization. Oh yeah, knocking on the door at Hogwarts. We got about 200 pages to get into some shit. What up, Snape? <laughs> oh, oh no! So the, the, <laughs> they disapparate from one frozen forest to another. Have you guys ever heard of a beach? Harry's oh, down, oh, y'all. Harry's down. Oh my god, epilogue. Okay, Harry has three kids. Sucks, bro. I think I stumbled on some Harry Potter fan fiction. (laughs) That's all he thought about the thing. Oh my, he's got the same thoughts as me. (laughs) (laughs) Harry's like, everyone, chill the fuck out. I got this. And Voldemort's like, whatever. Harry, you done fixed your watch. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, this is. Everyone is trying to touch the boy who lives, and it's weird, you guys. Ding dong, Voldemort. You're dead. a Horcrux, Harry. Yeah, that's kind of kind <laughs> of. Off. If he had said that in the first one, are I just you th- in heaven, Harry? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! James Lily Sirius and Lupin Holograms just showed up. Where's Tupac, though? <laughs> chapter thirty-one. <laughs> this chapter should have been called "Don't oh read this god, chapter so... unless you want to be clinically depressed for the next six months." <laughs> They go back to save Draco and Goyle, and my neighbor's two doors down could probably hear me screaming, Leave them! Oh my god, leave them! Crab died, LOL! <laughs> Nagini, we're coming for you, you lengthy slut. Once more into the breach, dear Thuggles. Once more. <laughs> oh, I like this. It's, Petunia, you ruin everything. God. And then it's, reads two pages, gasp. Reads two pages, gasp. Listen, Snape, I don't want to make things awkward between us, but I need you to kill me, Dumbledore. <laughs> Ernie is like, what if we want to stay... Let me start again. Ernie is like, what if we want to, like, stay and fight? And McGronagall is like, if you're of age, oh, I don't he, give a fuck. McGronagall is a running point in so this funny. thing. He's really he wants, doing it for me. He wants McGonagall badly. And the other <laughs> thing he really wants is a beastly jumper. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I love the beginning of this. Look, I don't want to make it weird, but could someone hold my hand while I read this chapter? Okay, cool. OMG, Percy is at lead leaving Fred's side. I can't and don't want to. Whoever threw that frag grenade into the castle or whatever it is, an asshole. <laughs> oh, he does love McGonagall. He loves McGonagall. Holy shit, fucking Amicus just spat him in, mer- yeah, just spat him in nervous face. There's no corner of the earth he could hide that I would not find him. <laughs> 
Yep. Fuck yes, Harry was crucioing the shit out of him. Make him pay the iron price, Harry. <laughs> She's still wearing her charting dressing gown still, just like back when we were a thing. <laughs> McGonagall texts the other heads of house like, oh, you go down, bring your wands, bring the whiskey. <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome. <laughs> Harry's like, Flitwick, do you know where this diadem shit is? If you tell me, I'll give you my Netflix password. <laughs> McGonagall just asked for peas. My two favorite characters, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> This is the best thing. Bellatrix threatens to give Hermione a gray back, and Ron's like, nope, and just bombs into the room while blazing like he's John Wayne. <laughs> Ron's cursing to himself. Hermione is sobbing. I'm over here like you're on a fucking drag really and being cool. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man, this, these are funny. This guy, I'm going to read all these tomorrow. <laughs> I should put these... <laughs> these are hilarious. Why did you not do notes like this? <laughs> Neville has successfully emerged from his awkward cocoon Aww. to be pretty dope oh, butterfly, cool. and people start showing up for a fight. The book is almost over, you guys. This all could have been avoided. Dumbledore would just leave a regular note like a person. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you it's all good. Oh, I'm sorry. Elf, who I had no relationship with the entire series in my garden. That's not weird. Ron's like, what if Dumbledore is not really dead? And Hermione's like, ugh. And Ron's like, here are the facts. And they aren't facts. <laughs> Silly goblin, the sword is for Gryffindor. <laughs> I'd like, I'll help you build your house, but this is a resort. I would like to own the house. <laughs> Grip hook, basically. Okay. We got to stop reading or else we're going to be here all night. Oh, no, one more. Exterminate. Good. <laughs> Electa. Oh, there he goes again. I got, I got one more. <laughs> Electo uses the dark mark, and Harry's like, hey, could you not? And then Luna fucking comes out of nowhere like a bad bitch and stuns her. Yay, Luna! I'm no longer exterminating. <laughs> Alright, and the only other thing I can say, I uh, I brought this up. Oh, God, what did you find? You're no longer exterminating, so you're good. <laughs> I must have read that wrong. It said that Severus Snape is the new Hogwarts headmaster. Let that be a lesson, kids. If someone has a job and you want that job, just murder the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to have to be our first explicit podcast? <laughs> no, they've all been explicit. Oh, uh, all right. Okay. You dropped the you dropped the first first bomb tonight. That was you. I know. That was you. But yes! you guys have now outdone me. Jen, basically. All right. Now, the one thing before I dollock it up, the one thing I want to push again, I brought it up in the last podcast, which you'll hear if <laughs> Bob gets his edit done, is a podcast which I also gave to Sue. Uh, it's Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. If you are a Star Trek fan, especially old Star Trek, listen to this. It's pretty funny. It's two guys go through and they review all of classic Star Trek. It's very, very interesting. Well, it's really funny because they're on like episode four now. I think I've listened to three or four of them, oh, and they're no. like, "What the hell's up with Captain Kirk? He's the only one not trying to sleep <laughs> with people. When did that start?" Because like Spock is like humping a whore on the bridge, and Kirk is like, "Hmm, hostage situation." So, <laughs> all right. So I got us in here. Someone else got us out of here. Oh, I'm sorry. I just read the best one. Diagonally isn't doing so great, you guys. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Come on, uh, too bad it's London. <laughs> oh. But you know, whatever. Okay, we'll, we'll explain. Yeah, we'll explain. All right, so <laughs> there's one, and and when uh, Hedwig dies, he he has a lot to say about that. He oh, served for Hedwig. Say? Tell me. Oh, uh, I don't remember. It's very back at the top. 
but there were a lot of F-bombs in it. That was, I, I cried more at head. Hold on, holy fucking shit, else. I think we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Well, until I get uh, to you. Hang on, it's right. <laughs> Aww. Here. You goddamn fucking cowards. Not Hedwig, not Hedwig. She was so oh God, horrible. horrible. We're only five chapters in and Deathly <laughs> Hallows has already oh kicked God. my heart in the dick. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> I need to. Very weird. Oh, so no. Hedwig is hooting up in owl heaven. Hagrid is dead. Things aren't looking so hot, but I guess we have to hustle on. <laughs> and so anyway. On that note. Yeah. Oh, I know. Aww. Yeah, I like at J.K. Rowling. Were you just really <laughs> bored the day you wrote this chapter? Because why? Oh man! And All right. The protest message right. is kind of exactly. Everybody like check it out. Hate mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well, I guess we need to end our uh, we're ending morning like, podcast on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> See you fucking next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, this is funny. Alright, so I don't want to, like, cut off the live stream. Mm-hmm. Mooney's like, so oh, just... you're still here. So as I as she says that, I'm going to hang up on the call. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I got a phone call during the podcast. Alright. Gotta... Fun All podcast, right. everybody. Goodbye, group chat. Bye. We'll see you next week. Call Bob and just scream his name into the phone and hang up. He loves that. Bob! <laughs>